0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 552, and today we're gonna be talking about three big, I'm talking big mistakes that successful, or so-called successful Amazon sellers are making right now. And you know, it, it might just be a matter of time, and uh, it's going to catch up with them. And I hope, I hope that they figure it out before They, uh, you know, or before it's too late. I really do because some people that are building these million dollar plus businesses and they're not, looking at the entire picture and really what their business is built on, you got to be careful. And I want to kind of go over those today, give you my thoughts, give you my direction on where I would go. This also comes from just people that I know in general. I've got a good friend of mine. I sat down with dinner the other night and we were talking about his businesses and he's got one of them that's ready to hit about 10 million this year. He's on track to do about 10 million this year, but he's got the same concerns. Right, if Amazon goes away, or not even goes away, but if they just shut me down, now what? What do I do now? And uh, you know, he had a, a a scare recently that made him think of that. And you know, he's no dummy. I mean, he knows marketing. He knows how to build businesses. He's built multiple, multiple, uh, you know, successful businesses online over the past fifteen years but it's kind of like that Amazon drug, right? It's like once you you kind of get some momentum, you might get complacent, you might just kind of, ah, we'll we'll do that later, we'll get on that later, but you don't wanna do that, and he knows that as well. I mean, I also see this with some of my private clients in our inner circle. Actually, most of them, you know, they have those same fears, right? But it's kind of like the quick win. You know, you might get some some really good momentum. Things are trucking along. But there's always that little fear in the back of your mind that you might be laying awake at night saying like, what if, what if it all goes away? Or what if, you know, Amazon shuts my account down or suspends a listing or whatever, right? Like those are fears that we all face if, if we're getting any, any uh, results or if we're getting any success at all. Whenever someone comes to me and they go, Scott, I wanna build an Amazon business. I'm like, why don't you build a business and use Amazon as a channel to help you sell products in that business? Like I don't want you to think you're building an Amazon business. You're building a business, a brand. And again, this is stuff that I'm covering in great detail inside of our inner circle, our our TAS inner circle, that is, if you haven't heard of that. Uh, It's something we've just started not that long ago. We've got some private clients in there, and we're working in their businesses to be able to help them get over these sticking points and really start thinking about the big picture, right, the long-term vision, not just, okay, let's get in, let's make some quick money, because we don't want that, we're building businesses to hopefully last so we can provide for our families, or build something that we might want to sell in two or three years for, you know, a seven-figure payday, like maybe that's what it is, all right, so that's what I want to cover with you here today, and uh, that's what I'm going to do, all right, so the good news is, we do have some good news, is we can fix this, all right, and we can start fixing it today, so what I want you to do is, as I'm going through these three these three big mistakes that people are making, I want you to start thinking of yourself, what you can do, or where you can kind of really drill into one of these, or all of them, and start thinking about the long-term, the long-term goal, all right, so that's what I want to do. Now, the show notes to this episode can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 552. So definitely, definitely go check them out. I'll link everything up. Uh, the other resource that I would say definitely go check out is Pace. We just finished up. Our mini-series, our four-part mini-series on PACE. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen to all of those episodes. Right now, there is currently five, including the first one, uh, which was really the overview of PACE. And PACE is really four pillars that all businesses, successful businesses for the most part, are built on. And that's those four pillars. So again, check that out. I'll link that up in the show notes, but you can also go to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash pace, and as we add new content that really goes deeper into the pace method uh, and, and really those four pillars, everything will be linked up there. I'm going to make everything uh, kind of go there. So this way here, you can go to one spot and you can get all of that training, all right? So with that being said, let's dig in to the problems and mistakes that I see uh, a lot of successful businesses making right now, all right? So number one, and I've kind of already said it but channel dependent. You've heard me say this before. You've heard probably other people say it. In any business, if you're riding on one channel, you are running a risk that someday that channel could go away, right? You do not wanna do that, right? And it's a big fear now, right? That when you're riding on that, you know it, like you know it, you're like, I I know it's there and I know that I'm fearful that this one channel could go away But my question to you is what are you doing to help prevent that from killing your business if that did happen? We have to ask that question. You can't avoid that question, right? If you have a million dollar brand right now that's doing a million dollars in revenue and let's say you're doing 30%, let's say, hopefully you're doing more, but let's just say you're doing 30%. That's $300,000 a year you're bringing in, okay, as your payday, okay? Pretty good. It's a good living, right? But if you're supporting your family or, you know, other people who knows, maybe you got employees too, that you're paying that $300,000 that goes away if you only have that one channel. So that's a fear. Yes. That we, we all have, if we're banking on that one channel and we're hoping that it never goes away. Right? So if you're thinking that, then yes, you need to do something about that. And, uh, and, and you should, all right, so what can we do? All right, and I'm just gonna kind of throw out some things right off the top of my head. Well, number one, you gotta add more channels, right? So what channels could we add? Well, you gotta ask yourself, what's the easiest ones that you could do first, or maybe which ones are, are your market on, right? Or is your market on right now that would be the best for you? So you could say, well, eBay. Well, you might say, well, Scott, there's not a ton on eBay, but is it something? Is there still money coming in the door that if one channel went away, you would still have something that could support the brand? All right. So eBay would be an easy one. Etsy. A lot of people don't look at Etsy. I don't know your product. I don't know your market, but there's a lot of people doing really well on Etsy. Now you might say, well, yeah, but they don't do fulfillment. You know, or they don't do the, you know, kind of like fulfilled by Amazon. Well, you can get a third party that can do that work for you. We all know that, right? So that's just an excuse. You can use that, right? So that's Etsy. Those are two easy ones. I know some people have had success with Walmart. Some people haven't. You got to figure out what channel you can do with with the least amount of hoops to jump through to go ahead and get that set up. The other one, which is obvious to me, is your own store. If you don't currently, if you're doing that kind of money, if you're doing $350,000 a year in revenue and you don't have your own store yet, your own Shopify store or maybe your own WooCommerce, anything that can collect a sale outside of your your, uh, Amazon channel, if you don't have that set up yet, that's a let's do that right now, right? Like you have to have that thing in place. Right? Because there's a whole bunch of other things that we can do to drive traffic to our store that you're probably not doing, or maybe you're not even aware of. Right? I'll get to that in in the third problem that we can fix. But that's what you need to do. You need to have another place where people can make a purchase. Right? And in this case, your store would be like the first place, right? Your own sales funnel. Okay, so if you don't want to build out a full Shopify store or a full WooCommerce or just, you know, a website that has products that you can buy on whatever platform you want to use, if you don't have that, you can easily do your own funnel, and this is why we always talk about having multiple products, so this way here, we could sell more product to the same customer, you know, buy one thing, and then they see the other thing, and that might be of interest because it's very, uh, you know, it's well, it's well aligned, you know, and, and all that, so your own funnel, like, you could create three pages, right, three pages, and then you can drive traffic to the front page. And then if they take that one, then they will be linked to the second page with another offer. And then on the back end of that, they can be presented with another offer or just a thank you page that says, thank you. And then they are on your email list. Like that's a basic funnel. Uh, and I've done some of these trainings on my whiteboard Wednesday videos on YouTube. If you've missed those, um, definitely go over to the amazing seller tv.com and it will be over there. Uh, you know, so you definitely want to start thinking about this stuff and I get it. It's more work. It is right. I mean, the Amazon drug is really what it is, right? It's easy, right? You you don't have to, and I say easy, you still have to do the work, right? But once you get that momentum, once you get it rolling, it's kind of hard to stop it. Right. And then when you have these prime days, right, you have prime day and you're like, Holy crap. I just did like 10 grand in a day, or I did a hundred grand in a day, whatever. Right. Holy cow, like this is crazy, right? Yes, it is crazy and it's awesome, but you can't bank on that, right? Same thing with fourth quarter. A lot of people bank on fourth quarter. Well, what happens if your account got shut down and you're trying to get it reinstated and you don't by fourth quarter, then your business is down the drain. That doesn't make sense. But if you can go out there and create your own funnel or your own store and get traffic to those places, well, you can still have some sales and then you control the experience. Right? So those are assets that you should have in place. I look at these additional channels as, as additional assets. Every business should have assets in their business. Not just, you know, one channel and to me that one channel is an asset kind of, but if they control the asset, technically it's not 100% your asset, right? So we want to look at those things, all right? The other thing is I I see a lot of people not doing this because it's work. You got to actually go out there and uh and connect with people. But you have bloggers, Facebook groups, influencers, all these different people in your market that if you continually reach out to people in your market and create relationships, guess what? They'll promote for you automatically, or maybe you once a month they'll do something in their rotation because you have a good connection you have good products and you have a good brand. Maybe you have a good brand story, uh, you know, any of that stuff. It's worth the time to make these connections because, again, that connection is another channel to potentially bring people back to your brand. What happens when people get led back to your brand? They have a potential to buy, right? We literally just did this. I'll give you an example. We wrote an email, and it was yesterday, okay? We wrote an email to our list of about 20, I think it's 28, 28 28-ish thousand people on this, on this page, or I'm sorry, in this email list, all right? And we basically went ahead and we wrote an email. And in that email, we sold nothing, zero. It was strictly content, and it was basically links over to our blog. Now, if they go to our blog, guess what? The things that we're talking about, the things that we're sharing in that blog post, also have our products kind of like woven in, right? So as we're demonstrating something or as we're uh, you know, sharing how to use something, we're highlighting our products. Well, guess what happened after we did that? We had about a 20% lift in sales for that day and we didn't pitch one product, right? Now, we have pitched products in the past and we, we've done really well with that so that we can do too. But again, we have that, see your email list in a sense, is a channel because we have the ability to drive traffic over to our blog, which is another channel, right? So we have these different components in our business that allows us to not just be, you know, really held hostage in a sense by Amazon, right? Now, I'm not knocking Amazon. Amazon is awesome. Amazon is a great launch pad. Amazon is a great platform or a great channel that all businesses should be utilizing. But it should not be what your business is built on. That is risky, okay? So hopefully I've made my point there, all right? So those are, those are some easy ones that you should be doing. And like I said, going back to those connections, another example. Uh, my partner has been reaching out every single week to someone in our market trying to create a relationship. Well, it's been about probably six months since they've been doing that, and we just landed a big one. And this big one has about 450,000 people in this group, in this Facebook group. And the, the lady that runs the group loves our brand. And anytime we want to promote, pretty much we have access to 450,000 people, right? And we've done that. We did a contest with just their group, did really good. I think we collected almost 1,000 emails. And we also ran a special and we sold a bunch of product. Not our list, right? We built a list we built a relationship, we sold product, okay, because we made that connection with someone outside of just Amazon, okay, and uh, and then obviously, you can always tell them, well, listen, you could be an affiliate for our product too through Amazon and make, you know, 4%, 6%, 8%, whatever bracket that they are in, depending on how much volume they do, but you, you see what I'm saying, right, like, this is this is stuff that a lot of Amazon-only businesses aren't doing, but they're successful in a sense, right? Because they're making, you know, or they're generating a million dollars a year. Great, right? But they're dependent, and I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen where they're they're shut down, like, immediately. Like, wake up one morning and business is turned off. Like, it's it's almost like you had a brick-and-mortar store, and, uh, and then the next day you came in and your store is no longer visible, right? Or maybe the police came in and said, you're no longer able to sell anything through that door until we tell you you can. That's what it's like, right? You you, you don't want that, right? Okay, so let's move on. Okay, number two, product dependent, okay? This is another big one. Now, being product dependent, you're still maybe selling on just one channel, let's say. Okay, so that's risky. But now to have it even go a little bit further as far as like being even more at risk is if you have one product that's doing really good, that's driving all the sales and that product gets suspended or gets suppressed or, you know, any of that stuff, right? Now, let me share a little story with you. Uh, you know, one of our inner circle members, one of our private clients, uh, this actually happened to them. Okay, now they have other, they have other uh, businesses that are bringing in some revenue. So it wasn't like their, their entire money was cut off, but pretty darn close. All right. And what happened was, is their manufacturer, okay, has been making this product for about, oh gosh, three years now doing about 200 units per day at peak. And I think on the off season, maybe 100, 125, something like that. So it's a, a constant seller. Okay. Constant revenue coming in the door. All right, But okay. The manufacturer made a mistake and the problem now is some of them that are in inventory are right and some of them are wrong. Well, guess what? People were requesting a refund. Okay. And now he would give them their money back and then send them the right one. But then he found out that they're commingled now and his manufacturer made the mistake. 4,000 units, by the way. Okay. Remember Selling 200 units per day right now, okay? So what's he got to do? Well, we got on the phone, of course, private client of mine. So we're hopping on the phone immediately and figuring out a strategy of what we can do. So we have to now basically pull that inventory fast. We have to hire someone here and have them go through it and sort through the ones that are good, the ones that are bad, ship them in immediately, okay, back as fast as we possibly can. Also, we need to be contacting the manufacturer. We need to get that manufacturer to make it right and get it here as soon as possible, which you know, if you're dealing with anyone in China, that can be a process in itself, right? So all of these things are happening. And in the meantime, we're not making any sales, all right? Now he also has to contact Amazon and tell them what he's going to do to, uh, to get that up and running again, okay? So that's where we're at, right? That is what we need to do moving forward. Now, what we're doing is we are building out a product line. This is one of the big things that I'm working on with him as an individual and as his, you know, inside of his business is to create that product line inside of that market versus just something random over into, you know, doing like an, an open brand concept, right? We want these products to be aligned. So this way here, if one product does get hit, his whole product line isn't hit. All right, but going back to Amazon, if you're only dependent on Amazon, then it wouldn't matter if you had five products. If your account got suspended, you're done. Every product that's under your listing is done, all right? So anyway, moving forward, product dependency. Do not have just one product because again, like I said, like I just shared with you, if Amazon suppresses your listing, now what? Now what do you do, right? Or if your supplier has a problem, right? Or maybe you have shipping issues. Maybe it just takes so long to get there. And if you don't have that product in there and you have no inventory, that's a problem, right? So you don't want to be depending on just one product. So if you're that person right now, you better be thinking about product two, three, four, and five. And then that also goes into when we want to do other things, even on our own, our own store or our own funnel, like we can then offer more things to that same customer. So there's a lot of other things that come in with just product development, but the big one is being dependent on that one hot seller or that one product that's driving the business. We don't wanna do that, all right? All right, number three. And this one here is a big one, like this would probably be like a you know, like one of my top, um, but there's a lot that goes into it, and that is marketing, all right? What, what do I mean by that, marketing? Well, there's a lot. All right, because like I said, if you're selling right now on Amazon and all you're doing is selling on Amazon, nothing else, you might be okay at writing copy for your listing. You might be okay for dialing in your pay-per-click to get it semi-profitable. Okay, so are you really good at marketing? Well, my answer would be no, you're you're not even really marketing. Okay, you're basically learning a little bit of pay-per-click. That's fine. I think you should but you're not doing anything else outside of that channel for marketing. You know why? Because there's not much you can do <laughs> because you can't really control the process. You can't do any of that stuff, which, you know, that's crazy to me, right? We want to be able to market to our market, right? We want to be able to go out there and, and, and allow people to discover our market and that, or our, I'm sorry, our, our brand in that market. All right. So I'm going to give you some ideas. I'm going to throw a a bunch of things out here and I'll kind of uh, narrow them down to the ones that I think are most important right now. And I'll give you some examples. But I want you to think to yourself right now, or I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you good at marketing? Right. And you might, you might've come from a marketing background. Then why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you using it? Right. That, that would be my next question. Right. Because the one thing I will tell you is, and, and I would tell anyone this, just starting Eventually, you want to learn marketing inside and out, and I mean every part of marketing. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do all the marketing, but you want to learn marketing because guess what? You're also creating something that other businesses probably don't have, and that's an asset, and that's you, right? If you're able to go out there and market your brand like no other, you're going to be successful in Amazon and outside of Amazon. All right, so let me just give you some, some examples of what we can do here with marketing and, and kind of like what I look at, right? So basic website with content, right? So that a lot of times we, we refer to that as a blog, right? Or Shopify has their own, uh, their own uh, part of Shopify where you can create you know, a blog post that basically then will be indexed in Google and all of that stuff. If you're on WordPress, um, you can use WordPress. Basically, you wanna go out there and create content. All right, basic website with content. Again, we just wrote a blog post and then we uh, wrote an email to our list. We let them know about it. But inside of that blog post, there's also references to some of our products, okay? And we had a lift in sales just from doing that. So that's why we want that outside traffic, but we also want our own property. You guys have heard me talk about that before. We want our home base, all right? The other thing, In marketing is social media basics and I mean like the basic stuff set up your own Facebook page not that you need to publish there every single day right but what we want to do is we want to have a social presence we want to you know have a place where if people look us up we want to be able to to show them that we're out there and that we're a brand we're not just on Amazon right we don't want to be that guy or that girl or that business right So social media, and then also like social media, just understanding how it works. How can we, how can we educate people through social media on our brand? How can we tell stories in social media? Um, How can we have other people get social with our products? I've got another, uh, this is a great one. Another, uh, another uh, person in our inner circle, one of our private clients You know, she's doing some really cool stuff with social, like getting people to to use hashtags with her product and then it automatically will be posted. So what better proof that people love your product than people posting it on social media, showing them handling it or showing them using it? GoPro does this really well. Like GoPro will probably, I think they've even done contests in the past where if you use a hashtag and then you show a you know, video clip of maybe uh, maybe your best climb or maybe, um, you know, you basically doing something adventurous or whatever. And then in 30 days, they'll pick a winner using that hashtag. What's it doing? It's, it's having your market show that they're using your product and then other people will discover you because of that. The other great one is using social or I'm sorry, causes. Uh, so if you're if you're interested in a cause and you want to give back, that cause could be part of that hashtag, right? So social media is big. You don't have to overwhelm yourself with it, but there's a lot you can do even if you just just you know barely got yourself out there, but just used it to again tell stories, show your product being used, show other people uh, using it or talking about it. So social media is a great place for that. Now, if you're using social media, you're also going to be able to have the opportunity to run paid traffic, all right? And this is a big one. Again, this is marketing, but this is like something that I think if if you would just focus on learning how to use and control paid traffic and get it profitable, you're going to have so much of an advantage over your competition. I can't stress that enough. Facebook ads, I don't think they're going anywhere, but man oh man are they like a, such an advantage for for every part of business. And there's so many cool things that we're doing right now even with TAS stuff, but also with our brand and also with a lot of our private clients. Like there's things that we're doing right now that just couldn't be done even 2 years ago. You know, being able to to retarget. Like if you don't know what retargeting is, think about this for a second. And, and I used this example in the past uh, in a video when I was sharing this concept. But think about this for a minute. You know, my myself and my father were in a construction business together. I worked for his company uh, for about ten years, uh, and you know, we used to rely on traffic coming in the door from maybe an ad we ran into uh you know maybe it was a clipper magazine or maybe it was a postcard right so we would get them in the door people that were in our area they'd come in the door right we would have a conversation with them we would share you know like whatever uh you know they were interested in if it was a window if it was a door if it was uh you know maybe insulation whatever it is right like we were educating them and helping them the best we could and then if they didn't want to buy, we would shake their hand and say, if you have any questions, let us know. And they would be gone. Now, we could follow up with them a week with a phone call, you know, we could, you know, maybe seven, 10 days. We could follow up with a phone call. Hey, just checking in. Wanted to see if you had any questions, you know, is there anything we can help you with? We're here, you know, kind of thing, right? So that's what we could do. But what if I could do this back then, okay? If I would have said to my father, okay, who was, you know, the one I would have to go through for any marketing ideas, right? If I could have said to him. Hey, dad, here's a cool thing that we can do. When this guy comes in the showroom, I have a conversation with him. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to find out where that person goes to work every day or the path that they use or the road that they use. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at all the billboards that are on his way to work. And I'm going to rent all of those. I'm going to put a sign up that's tailored to him. So if he was looking at windows, I'm going to basically show different pictures of the windows that we offer and our company, and I'm going to let them know that we are still here and we're everywhere, right? They're like, holy crap, like I'm driving to work and there he is again. I just talked to that guy, right? Like, okay, so that's retargeting and that's how it would have been back in the day, right? That That's not possible. At least I don't think it is. I, I don't know how that would work, but... Imagine every single person that came in your, your brick and mortar store, you were able to know what, you know, what way they went to work or the, where they jogged or where they walked every evening. And then you were able to put billboards. So all they seen was you like, wouldn't that have been amazing? Well, guess what? Welcome to Facebook retargeting or just retargeting in general. Like we can do that now. It's just crazy right? But we can't necessarily do that if we just have someone go to our listing on Amazon because we don't have control of that. But if I have my own web page or my own funnel or my own landing page, whatever, I can create a pixel from Facebook that gets put on that page. And then I can basically put stuff up in front of that person, giving them more information, hopefully helping them, educating them, maybe telling them more of a story about our business, whatever, like all of that stuff is possible with paid traffic and retargeting, right? And th- there's a study out there. I'm not exactly sure what the exact number is, but I think it's like eight to 10 times people need to see you or be in contact with you before they actually make a decision. And uh, of course, that depends on the product and you know, if it's expensive or maybe it's just they're toying around with two different, you know, you know, two different brands or whatever for whatever reason, but it's usually eight to 10 times is, is what I've heard. Right. But you can kind of do that now with Facebook. Right. But a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to spend the money. If I know, if I don't think I'm going to make a sale right away, that's the other problem, right? People are hoping to make the sale that day. Right. Imagine, imagine uh, someone goes on Amazon. They search for a stainless steel garlic press. They go to my listing. They say, nah, I'm not interested right now. They leave. Right. Okay. That's great. They're done. I had that one chance. What if that person looked me up from Amazon, went over to my webpage, started looking at my brand, started to see if I was on social. They wanted to see if I was a legit brand. Well, at that time, I've already put a pixel on my page. I'm now going to be able to see that or they're going to be able to see me in Facebook if I've set up my retargeting and then I can put different offers or just different messaging in front of that person, right? That's what we're talking about. That's where it gets exciting because we're able to really seem like we're everywhere, right? To that person. And that's what it would seem like. All right. And very similar to email list building. So if we, and this is another one in the marketing arsenal is email list building. If we build an email list of targeted people in our market that have raised their hand, and we've done this in our list building training. If you haven't Check that out. Definitely check that out. It's a free resource, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. It'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. We get people to raise their hand and then we can communicate with those people and we can share value and we can educate them and we can show them a little bit of our personality and we can show them a little bit about about our story, about our brand, why we started it. All of those things that will create a bond with a potential customer right? And that's email list building. Same exact thing as retargeting, except retargeting, we can actually do it a little bit faster and they don't even have to opt in, which that basically just means they don't have to give us their email address. But why not do both? Why not show up in their inbox and then show up in Facebook in their newsfeed and then maybe over on Instagram. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, this brand, they're big, they're everywhere because we've retargeted them, right? With the right messaging to that person, only to that person. All right, and then again, basic funnels and sales processes. I'm not going to get into all that, but you've heard me talk about that before, and they don't have to be, you know, this huge complex funnel. It's really simple, you know, like a free plus shipping offer would be like receive, you know, this one, uh, you know, garlic press, Uh, just pay shipping and handling. And then on the back end of that, you can offer them a deluxe garlic press or maybe a, uh, maybe a, a month's supply of garlic and uh, and maybe a lemon press or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there thinking way off the top of my head here, but you get what I'm saying, right? Other things that are aligned with what they just purchased, right? And in that case, it might be stainless steel garlic press, free plus shipping on the back end, receive your first month of uh, you know uh, a 12 pack of garlic for uh 1995 and then every month after they might be a a recurring uh you know a a recurring uh customer of of your garlic or something like that or maybe it's going to be a storage unit for uh i don't even know if that's such a thing You you know a storage bag for your garlic to keep it fresh right so those are the things that you can do and here's the other cool thing when you have that that one page that people would be led to from a facebook ad that Page would have a Facebook pixel, and then we can follow them back around in a non-creepy way, by the way, but to basically educate them or to show them a recipe using garlic, um, something like that. You get the idea. So that's how a basic funnel would work, and that's where you can control the sales process. These are things that will take a little bit of time to figure out, but once you figure it out and it becomes profitable, guess what you have? A marketing channel that you control, not just one channel, right? And the cool thing is, is in the beginning, you're just kind of trying to play around with different offers and different traffic and you're getting your targeting down. And then once you break even, that's good, right? Now we're like, okay, cool. I'm I'm breaking even now. I'm I'm acquiring customers for basically free because it's self-liquidating. But now what I want to do is I want to dial it up a little bit. Add a little bit more to it as far as like traffic, because with Facebook, you're just turning the faucet on. The more you want, you can have it. You just got to pay. And if you pay and it's profitable, then it's just a matter of putting a dollar in, getting three out. Who wouldn't do that? But it's going to take time to figure out that right offer, the right audience. But here's the thing. Most people, they won't do that, especially if they're doing a million dollars a year in revenue on Amazon. They're not going to think about that because they're comfortable and they're thinking, ah, eh, it won't happen to me. Right. Has there any ever been in something in your life that you thought that and then all of a sudden it happened? and You're like, why didn't I think it would happen to me? I have like you're like, that's not going to happen to me. You know, I'm invincible. Well, it may hopefully, but it could. And if it does, you, you want to be prepared is all I'm really saying. Now, this this here, everything I went over here, a lot of this is what we talk about in pace. All right. Now, if you don't know what pace is, if you're coming to the party here a little bit late, it's okay. You can go to the amazing forward slash pace, and it's all of the content and all of the resources that we've created so far all in one area. Um, It's all free, by the way. Um, And it basically just breaks down the four pillars to building a successful business. One that'll be here today, but also tomorrow. And that's really what we're all about. I'm all about helping you get started selling on Amazon because I think it's an easy way to get started and start getting that momentum. But once you hit a a certain amount, you're gonna want to... Start looking at all of these other things. And really, if you start a business, even if it's starting it on Amazon, you want to really follow the pace model, all right? And that's preparation, foundation is your first one. So preparation, so that's really preparing the, the foundation to be strong. A is for attention, okay? Getting the attention in the market. Then once you get the attention, we have to do cultivation, which is basically connecting with the audience and, and getting them to know, like, and trust you through messaging and through being seen in social. And then E is for expansion. And that's where we can really take our business to the next level. We can grow, we can scale, we can add more people to our team, all of those things. But that's what we talk about. Those are the four pillars and it does start with a good foundation. And that's why we talk a lot about preparation and and really getting that foundation to be strong. So if you have not If you have not checked out that resource, we did a four-part mini-series. It's already there for you to consume and go through and really evaluate where your business is right now using the PACE model, all right? So definitely check that out. This is exactly, by the way, this is exactly what we are using with our private clients in our inner circle is really the PACE model. We're just breaking down their business into these four pillars and we're seeing where we can go in and turn a few dials you know, flip a few switches, get the most leverage for our time being spent. Because every component here, every pillar, we can always come back to and tweak and adjust and make better. And that's exactly what we're doing with our private clients inside of our our inner circle. But it's really about building a business that will last, a successful business and a brand that will last. And it's exactly um, what we want to see you do. And it's what we, again, we are working with and partnering with really for members in our inner circle. Now, you've heard hear me talk a lot about this inner circle lately, probably. Um, if you are interested in, uh, in seeing if you are even qualified because the inner circle is not for everyone. You have to be at a certain level. Right now, you. You Have to be at about three hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue or more. We prefer you to be even more. A lot of our inner circle members are uh, multi six figures and even seven figure brands. Um, but if you're interested in uh, in filling out an application to see if you qualify and if you wanted to be one of our inner circle private clients, you can head over to tasinnercircle.com and the information will be there. And if you do qualify, uh, what we'll do is we'll reach out to you. We'll set up a one on one strategy call, and that will be with someone on my Team. Joel Bauer right now will be doing those. He's awesome, by the way. So if you get time to spend with him, definitely, definitely um, take us up on that offer because you'll 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 walk away with uh, with what you can do in your business. Because we're looking for brands that we can, in a sense, partner with, but not really being an equity partner, if that makes sense. We're we're really going out there and we're having, uh, you know, a group of people, a small group of people. We're keeping these groups small, only 10 per group. Um, so this way here, number one, we can share openly inside of these groups the brands that we're working on and different examples that we can share. So this way here, we don't have to hide anything. And then the other thing is we can really spend a lot more time closely with these brands working to really move the needle and that's really what we want to do. But again, you have to be at a certain level because if you if you're at $350,000 per year in revenue or more and, uh, and you have momentum going and you have a good base, um, that's where we really shine. That's where I really shine. I can get in there and see opportunities or things you should be working on, and then we can get to work on those to really move the needle and really apply this pace method um, you know, moving forward. So again, if you're interested in working with myself and my team a little bit closer, head over to TASInnerCircle.com. Again, that's t a s. Innercircle.com. This is again, this is a high level mastermind slash inner circle. And it's where myself and my team will work very, very closely with you. We'll meet three times a year in person, two days each. And then we also meet at least once every single month online to kind of go over your strategy and where you're at to really grow and build your business. So if you're interested, check that out. All right. So Let's wrap this up. I wanna do that by giving you guys a little bit of a recap, all right? So this way you can learn from this. And I want you to think about where you can, uh, you know, add these different components to your business or where you should be focusing right now. So number one, are you channel dependent? Is all of your revenue coming in from one channel right now? If it is, well, go back and listen to the part where I told you what you should be doing, all right? Number two, are you product dependent? Is your business product dependent? Do you have that one product that's driving most of the sales? If that's the case, well, you better get to work and you better start figuring out that next product and the next product, right? You should have at least three products in your arsenal. Um, I would like to see you have at least three to five. And then from there, we can continue to grow that out. All right. So definitely look at that. Number three, marketing. And this is a bigger one, right? There's a lot of different components underneath just this one but I think I've given you some good ideas. Paid traffic is a big one. The retargeting is a big one. Um, The other thing is your email list. If you haven't started building a list yet, you need to start that as soon as possible, and then more importantly, you need to learn how to communicate with them, and if you're unsure how to do that, then I would say go back and listen to uh, the episodes that we did on Pace, and that would be the third pillar, which is cultivation. That's the C, by the way, and we talk all about how to communicate because a lot of people can build the email list, but then they don't know how to communicate with the email list. They don't know how frequently. They don't know what to say. They don't know uh, you know, what subject lines to use. They don't know um, how to even write it as far as formatting and all that stuff. We break that stuff down in the C pillar which is cultivation so definitely check that out and again your basic funnels and sales processes and like all of that stuff is so important Uh, so that's why really falling in love in a sense with marketing I think would be your best asset really because it's a skill set that you're going to create that you're going to always be able to use whether it's for this business or your next business—it really doesn't matter. Marketing is pretty powerful, and uh, if you have that skill set, you're you're valuable. You're you're very valuable. All right. So hopefully, I've given you some things to think about here. If you are at that level that you're doing, you know, five hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue, or a million dollars, or more, and you're not doing these things, or you're not thinking about doing these things. I just want to kind of shake you a little bit and say, come on, we we have to, right? Because I do not want anything bad to happen to your business, and it really could. So um, just do it, please, for me, all right? So guys, uh, show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 552. All the links that I've talked about will be there as well. And uh, if you want to check out the Inner Circle, like I said, if you think that you're at that level and we can help you, definitely head over to tasinnercircle.com to get all the details and to possibly become one of our private clients. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take care